Hey, 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 Chicas! Welcome to the Lavelda Show Women of Power podcast, the show where women share their personal power tools, the techniques, strategies, and ways of being which have enabled their success in life and business. I'm your host, Lavelda Vincenzi, an international MC and host and female business speaking coach on a mission to unleash authentic, powerful female voices onto the world. Now, this is a girl chat show like no other, as I request that all of my guests get real, raw and authentic, and they just happen to share pure gold nuggets of wisdom. Well, in today's episode, we're going to be uncovering the power tools of Yelena Radonich. Yelena is an award-winning career fulfillment coach and is passionate about helping conscious, aspiring professionals thrive in the career they love. With over 25 years in international recruitment and education management, Yelena has held managerial and business development roles globally. Having started her corporate career in Japan, Yelena has lived and worked in three countries and currently serves clients from all corners of the world, facilitating career transition and leadership development. She is a Forbes Coaches Council member and contributor, speaker and author. Yelena has also worked with spiritual teachers such as John D. Martini and Deepak Chopra. Her powerful blend of personal career and business coaching and a spiritual approach has brought transformational results to hundreds of her clients. Well, in this episode, we are going to be deconstructing what it takes to career transition in, let's face it, a global pandemic. Well, listen, if you are ready to get paid more for sharing your expertise, please use the link in the show notes to download your free copy of my Speaker Marketing Blueprint, your guide to building the speaker marketing assets that match your profile and expertise, increasing your fee regardless of if you're brand new to speaking or ready to level up your career. You'll also find all of my latest offers in the show notes. And at the moment, you've still got a few days to get hold of my Black Friday offer to make sure that your speaking career is soaring in 2021. Now, finally, all of the links shared by my guests will be in the show notes and show notes even. And P.S., the only way to make sure that you get your regular fix of this show is to, you know it, click that subscribe button right now to make sure that you get updates when a new show is added or subscribe to get the notifications and emails like directly in your inbox. So that's quite enough from me for now because we need to jump straight in and hear from Yelena about career transition. So let's get on with the show. Hey, 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 Chicas. Welcome back to the Lavelda Show Women of Power podcast. We are motoring on through. We are more than halfway through the season. Can you believe it? Like we have passed the 50% mark. Like we are just like, let's make this happen. But don't worry, we still got loads of goodies coming for you. And today's episode is like a special one because normally when I'm talking to my guests, because I'm an entrepreneur, I work with entrepreneurs. Most of my guests tend to be in the entrepreneurial field. So for those guests of mine who have been listening in and it's nice to have, but maybe you really enjoy your career or you just quite like working, you have no interest in starting a business, you know, each to their own, but y'all need help too. So I went out and found somebody to help you make sure that you are in a place where you were doing a career that you love. Yeah, you can have that. Did you know that? You didn't have to do one of them jobs that you didn't like. You don't have to do that. And even in the pandemic, right? This is the other reason. Even in the pandemic, 
you can change careers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what my guests be teaching people. I ain't lying. So you want to grab your pen and paper because I'm telling you, I'm not holding anything back, but y'all should know that about me already. We go big or go home. So please welcome my guest today, Yelena Rodenick. Woohoo! Hey girl. How you doing, girlfriend? Lovely to see you. I'm really well. Um, I'm excited to be on your podcast. Um, amazing opportunity and lovely to connect again. Do you know what, Yelena? I couldn't do this and not have you here because when we spoke, right, there was some stuff that you said to me that really kind of hit a chord. And I, I remember being that person who was like in one job after another that I didn't like. And fortunately for me, I kind of, I always knew I wanted to have my own business and I managed to kind of make that work and transition out of it. But there was a time that I really genuinely wanted to stay in a career. And I'd watch some of my colleagues who that's their ambition and they would be in jobs that really did not set their heart alight. Um, And then, especially in a time like now, I just think there's people who are in a in roles in which maybe the industry is declining or shrinking. Um, and maybe they've all, this was gonna be the big year where they were gonna jump out or jump ship and go to the thing that they really love and you know start a career in a completely different industry. And then you know got slapped with global pandemic and everything else that's been going on this year. So it, it's almost taken a back burner or become a, a distant dream again. So I really kind of wanna hear from you, are, it is what we're hearing true like is now really the time for people to just buckle on up and just ride it out or is there actually a possibility of being able to shift even with what's going on right now this is a great question and i would say actually precisely because of what's going on now is the time to shift huh yeah exactly um that basically relates to people whose jobs Um, have been lost or are in danger so by virtue of that people are starting to think more about okay what's next that's number one number two because the big upheaval uh, with the pandemic with the lockdown with the global downturns some industries really shrinking being heavily hit such as hospitality travel retail Um, and then on the other hand some industries really booming like tech and so forth hiring like crazy Mm. people are in this space in between where they could be feeling dazed and confused but those who actually decide to face it and look into it can see opportunities so I would say this precisely is the time to take the reins of your career and your life in your hands rather than wait for someone else to to make that decision for you And I would just add uh, a tiny bit of stats to this, something that I was surprised as well to see. According to Total Jobs survey, more than 50% of all the UK workforce said that they will change their careers in the next two years or they're planning to. Oh, wow. So there's lots of shifts. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. So for those people who maybe they've worked in, uh, let's call it a shrinking industry like hospitality or the theater or one of those sectors which right now is so we know they're going to come back they're not gone forever but right now they're not hiring and you know if that's what you studied in at university or that's all you've known and it's what you genuinely love what the heck do you do like you know how do you manage that when you're in a space where it's like this is my world and I genuinely love it but 
it's not here anymore. What what are you what are you recommending for those people in that space? Sure. Well, if you really love what you do and you don't intend to change, then I would say um, this time is the time for reflection and regrouping and reskilling. Mm-hmm. So if you're out of a job, unfortunately, then take the time to um, identify what gaps there are with the view of your future role in the same industry when that industry starts hiring more and look at the courses that can give you a competitive advantage there's a plethora of free stuff online but also shorter courses and longer ones that are not terribly expensive and then you get the kind of more heavier sort of stuff where which are certifications accreditations that you need to invest time and money in uh, but if you know why you're doing it and how, how you're going to use it, now is the time to do it. Do you know what? That's really good. I think because it's almost like what we hear a lot is the panic and the, uh, you know, do something and leap onto something. So it's really, it, when you say it, it makes a lot of sense. If you love what you're doing, just skill up more, make yourself more valuable for when there are more roles available or more or, or much more of an asset that you'll be one of those people that are snapped up as soon as a space becomes available. Mm-hmm. But what about those people who perhaps, they were a bit meh about the job in the first place at best. Like on a good day, their job was like, meh, you know, um, <laughs> eh, you know, like go in, it pays the bills. It pays the bills. It doesn't do much else. It pays the bills. What do you, what about those people who perhaps are sitting, they didn't love their job, but they have a job. Mm-hmm. And and it's almost like I have one and it's better to have one I don't like than to not have one at all. But I would rather have one I love, but now is not the time. Sure. Now is not the time I would challenge that. When is a good time? You know, it's never a good time or it's always a good time. It really depends on how you see it. Of course, I would never advise my clients or anyone for that matter to just go crazy and risk you know, their financial stability and whatever. As a matter of fact, I always advise my clients, if you do have a job, keep it so that the bills are paid so that the financial worry is not oppressive so that you can then focus on building your next career path, which could be upskilling or training or just looking for other opportunities. But career transition for that matter is almost like having two full-time jobs because you're working in your job, but you also need a lot of time and effort and focus to be building the bridge to your next step. But there are also people, I'll give you an example of a client actually that I'm coaching now. There are people who used to love their jobs, okay? So it's not like they they hated it or they were now, but... uh, they were, they, over time, they kind of got a bit stale, like, mm-hmm. okay, I've done this for 10 years, I really want to change. Um, and then we look at transferable skills. So at the moment, I have a client, I don't know if she will watch this, um, very interesting background. She used to be, and still is, um, sort of finishing that off, an artist manager for opera singers. Okay, that's cool. It is. It's amazing. I very rarely have such sort of unusual, almost exotic uh, types of profiles. So so what we are looking at, and, and she set her mind and her heart, because you said what, uh, what makes your heart sing at the beginning or, or similar um, at the beginning of the podcast show. That's something she would like to do. She set her heart on getting into a creative agency. 
So we are looking at account manager roles because effectively she was an account manager and she's super mm -hmm. strong in client relationship management and building and getting repeat business and all sorts of things and, and being a, a good bridge between, you know, the, the team who de that delivers and the client. So we're building on those transferable skills and she's looking at some mini courses that will help her get that edge that she doesn't have at the moment because she doesn't have an experience, any experience in a creative agency and she's mid-career. So Do you know what? That's I love that because I think we forget that we do forget that skills are transferable it, it's like you know if you if you've been dealing with the public a lot because you've worked in retail you're mm -hmm. great for any customer relationship role pretty much going because you've been at the the heart of having to deal with customers and so you may be doing that role in a slightly different way um, and maybe it's a different industry, but actually the notion of being able to talk to clients and, and um, manage complaints or whatever that is and have clients feel at ease, you can apply that to different spaces. And I think it's rather than kind of thinking of the same role in the same place, it might be just as exciting to kind of go, well, what were the bits that I really liked? What were the skills that that means I have and I enjoy implementing? And mm -hmm. then how, where else might that be may they be required that would be exciting for me to go exactly Lavelle. that's one of the bits of the process that i go um, through with my clients which is identifying from their past experiences but not just career but also everything they love literally even from we start from childhood believe it or not what did you love doing what hobbies you had and so on because all of that helps extract bits of information like threads that then we can put together and then build a new picture, a new career, a new reality around it, um, and then start the process. Yeah, building See, it. now I'm curious, like, how does one get into doing this? Because it, like I, your, your passion for people having, doing work that they love is like pal palatable, palatable. Like I could feel it. It's like hitting me like, bam. I'm like, <laughs> That's good. Which is not the, I mean, I, I had, I've worked with recruiters and I'm not calling you a recruiter, but I've worked with recruiters to whom it was a job. It's, they're going through the motions of finding you a role. Um, and there isn't any desire as to whether or not you're going to love that role. It's, you know, can I get you the most amount of money from a job role? Yeah. But with yeah. you, there's something deeper. Like, why? <laughs> I'm almost, I almost want to say, dare I put it bluntly, why'd you care so much? I do. I really do care, actually. And that's one of the first things I, I say when I do a presentation or a webinar, that I deeply care that people are fulfilled uh, with their work in that, call it a job, a career, a business, maybe they're freelancers. It doesn't matter what you call it. After all, it's work. That's why I called my consultancy What Work, because um, I see even from, I don't know, as I was growing up, I always had this notion um, that what we do with our lives and how we self-actualize through work is super important. Um, so that's actually what uh, drew me to recruitment in the first place, which was my original career, not the type of cutthroat recruitment consultancy that we all see um, or are familiar with, um, which is fine for them. I have nothing against that, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. But I was working mostly with corporate clients, either running bespoke campaigns or careers events, um, initially in graduate 
uh, recruitment space and early career space and then moving to mid to senior, which is my current career coaching space. So um, starting my career in Japan, incidentally, in graduate recruitment. Japan. <laughs> yeah. um, I I'll tell you a bit about it in a minute. I was, I love the idea of helping young people like myself, kind of starry eyed, wanting to, you know, take off into the world and start an amazing career. Uh, that had a lot of appeal to me and a lot of um, meaning, you know, helping them as well as helping organizations source top talent. I thought that was like a great match. And if I can be part of that, then that's a win, win, win. So, so that's how somehow serendipitously I, I, I got into this and continued. And then uh, my passion for it, I think deepened and broadened. And I started looking at, you know, why are some people more happy or happier or more fulfilled or more successful than others. And then I started digging deeper because it's not just about the education and it's not just about geography or lifestyle. There's so many different components. So yeah, that's uh, the, the shorter version of it, I guess. And did you, do you see a difference between um, the young starry-eyed straight out of university or straight out of college, school, whatever it is, who's like, oh my gosh, you know, right at the beginning where the world is their oyster. Mm -hmm. And let's say the, you know, the mid to senior executive who's been in the game for a while and this is what they know. Because I know, um, you know, even at when I was working, if somebody left and decided to start a new career and they were in, say, their 40s or 50s, mm -hmm. people in the office used to be like, they crazy. <laughs> like, who does that? It's career suicide. Like, how do you come back into it? It's almost as if, especially when you're in those senior roles, kind of climbing a corporate ladder, mm -hmm. The, the the language around you is all about continue that continuation of your CV so that each time it looks more successful. And if you break that or break out into something else, well, how the heck are you expected to come back into it when you're going up against people who've been doing that for years and years and years and they've racked up the experience and the accolades. And here you are, not a graduate where you're expected to not have a clue, but you know, much later on in life with a completely different background saying, hey, please give me a punt. I don't, mm -hmm. I, I don't know this industry. I don't know this sector. In fact, I have no experience working with this group of people in this way. I've never done it, but I'd like to have a go. How on earth does, I mean, do you see a difference in, in approach or in enthusiasm between those two groups of people? Has the, I suppose, has the shine worn off? Are the eyes less starry? <laughs> Oh gosh, it's a big question. There's, there's a lot. First of all, I'd say that today's graduates are not in an enviable position with everything that's going on. Um, let's narrow it down to the UK for a second. You know, the student debt. So everyone comes out. They're already fifty grand. You know, um, in debt. Um, what kind of job market they're facing? Do they really have the skills? Um, do they have the hard skills, the tech skills, which are absolutely crucial these days? There was another survey which shockingly said that around 70% of all Europeans, that includes still the UK, I believe, mm -hmm. <laughs> for a little while, at least. At least till December, huh? Yes, at the time when the survey was done. 
So 70% um, of the population between 16 and 70 or 65 years of age didn't have basic IT skills, which was shocking. Now, I don't know how they defined IT skills, uh, but the, it, was, it was really shocking. I imagine it's a bit more than just surfing the internet. Um, and then from there, they said that by 2025, the number of unfulfilled vacancies in anything tech slash IT related will go into millions and millions. Mm -hmm. so, so we're facing a lot of, um, there's a disparity between old traditional educational systems and what you actually get out with from a, you know, from a university. What, what does that diploma actually give you if you don't have real life skills communication skills, um, soft skills, as well as, as at least some hard tech skills. So going back to more senior people, more experienced people, it really depends on, on what a person wants. That's, that's where we start the, the process. And whether whatever they're doing is in line with what they care about. In other words, with their core values. So I see people who They've been in, in, say, the banking sector for 20 years, and they're like, okay, been there, done that, got the financial stability, but my heart is really not in, in that anymore. Um, again, nothing against banking sector, but for some people, it's been... Like some know, people love it, and for some and, people, it's, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't set their heart alight. Yeah. And so, for example, I had a client um, who moved from that into sustainable energy. Now, how do you do that? The type of the, the, um, the role that she was doing was similar because it's in origination of deals. And even in her uh, organization, previous organization, she was championing informally sustainability. Okay, because you can do that within banking as well. So then we look for those common mm -hmm. threads for transferable skills, then the huge um, momentum uh, or kind of effort and energy goes into networking and expanding your network and getting in touch with the right people. First of all, to hear a little bit more about that industry or type of role or company that you're transitioning into. Um, and then again, if there are any, any gaps working on, on those gaps and so forth. She actually transitioned relatively quickly and relatively easily, I think, believe less than six months. For some people, it can take longer if it's a radical transition, mm -hmm. but it's not impossible. And I'll just make one other point. You were saying like, okay, I have no skills and my CV shows this. And, you know, if you present it that way, then of course you don't have a chance. That's true <laughs> but, too. So my role as a career coach is to not only help clients uncover what drives them and what they're passionate about and also dig out all those transferable skills but also help them with a mindset and understanding that they can own all of that and teach them how to speak about it and how to write about it so that the person at the other end will recognize it will resonate with them and they'll say oh okay great yeah this person has this a b c d even though they did it in this other environment so that's where we develop the elevated pitch, the career narratives and, and all sorts of um, articulations, shall I say. Do you know what? I don't think it's any different from any other area of life. Like, I mean, throughout this um, podcast, I've spoken to a number of different people and one common thread that's come up more times than I care to count is your ability to own your own strengths as strengths. And 
and what I'm hearing you say is, look, regardless of what's going on out in the world at the moment, there are areas that are going to struggle and there are areas that are expanding. Mm -hmm. And and you've always got the ability to transition into something that would really excite you. It's going to take a little bit of time, perhaps, you know, got to be realistic. It's not necessary. Some people it might take months and for other people it might take a year or so. Yeah. However, underneath all of that is if you don't believe it, how on God's darn earth do you think you're going to get anybody else to believe it? Like, how is it going to happen? If, if you're sitting there looking at your, your job that you're doing right now and dreaming about a new career or you're looking at your job and you're dreaming about a business or you're dreaming about connecting with certain types of people and your view of yourself in that moment is I'm not good enough I'm not qualified I don't have the skills I mean how on earth do you think you're going to be talking to people it's going to land as flat and unexcited and not full of life and and not believable I suppose the word I'm looking for absolutely Exactly, you really hit the nail on the head here. And this is one of the first things that, that I emphasize with my clients is that what you believe about yourself, this is what you're gonna project. So even if your words are all fantastic, if the energy behind that ever so subtly is not in alignment, someone with some antenna is going to pick that up. So these are the finer kind of non, um, you know, with, with non-perceptible nuances of, of my coaching. I'm not saying that I'm the only one who does it, but, you know, people often come to me or, or when they think about career coaching, they say, oh, I want the CV or I need to improve my LinkedIn profile and all of that, which is all great. We do all of that as well. Yeah. That is the packaging bit. But if the content of this beautiful gift that we're packaging is not super clear, polished, and you know, and really robust in the sense that, yeah, I really truly believe this now because I just remembered, you know, I was awesome five years ago, so I'm still awesome because I've got all of these achievements and all of these, you know, challenges that I've overcome. So yeah, it's about helping uh, helping people really realize that, own it, and then articulate it. I, I mean, it's it's interesting because it's it's one of those things that I think you can't underestimate the power of. So when I work with clients, I'll say to them, look, if you don't believe in energy stuff because you think it's all woo-woo, like I guarantee you, every one of us has got somebody we just don't like. We've never really spoken to them. We've not had any real engagement with them. We just don't like them. <laughs> no reason no reason or somebody will walk in a room you know you go into a networking event back in the days where we could do it and there'd be certain people that you're just drawn to and you want to speak to and you want to get to know them and there'll be other people that just repulse you and they don't necessarily need to say anything you can't say oh it's when they said x that did it or you know it's it's how they show you there's nothing apart from a feeling it's the subtle energy Definitely. It's just a feeling. And that feeling comes from behind the words. Like, does this person believe what they're saying or not? Does it feel like there's a different agenda? So you don't necessarily need to get deconstructed and get behind it. But we've all been there where somebody's selling us something and it just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Or it feels like they don't fully believe it. It's just a bit. And there's somebody else where you're like, they, they must be good because everything about them is congruent and says the same thing. So it sounds like there's definitely, there's a piece of work here we don't, I don't, off, not that I'm in the career space, but um, but we don't often see because normally we're looking at 
what are the words on that sheet of paper and is yeah. the photo the right sort of photograph but if the person who turns up to the interview doesn't believe doesn't doesn't isn't represent that cannot represent and own the person on that piece of paper mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't matter exactly these are all trivia really compared to what you carry inside and what you emanate and what you project and also what you truly really truly want like at the deepest level because i have clients who they go for the roles they're great i mean they're super people talented distinguished you name it and they get an interview but somewhere at the like back of their mind or bottom of their heart or both they don't really want that role mm-hmm. and then and then i tell them look you either got to go deep inside look into this and reframe and rather than say because i had someone tell me the other day um well i don't want that job and i'm like okay if you're going for an interview you either cancel the interview or you reframe it and you say i want that job now for mm-hmm. now because that's just one step in the longer transition that we're working on. But if you're thinking, I really don't want this, then- Don't go, don't do it. What's the chance even of, of, of getting it, you know? Because people want to hire people who want a job, right? They just, they want to, but not just want a job. People would prefer to hire somebody who wants this job, like genuinely wants this job exactly. because they're more likely to show up and really want to work through it. And give it their all. Mm-hmm. This conversation is bringing me so beautifully on to my next question, which is around um, what you think makes a woman powerful. Because I'm, I'm guessing you've worked, I know you work with men and women, and my guess is you've worked with a lot of women in, in quite powerful roles with a lot behind them. And, some, and you'll have seen the different ways in which they show up in, in being able to, to kind of pre- present themselves for roles or present themselves as the most powerful version of themselves. Uh, what is it that you think makes a woman powerful? A big, big question. <laughs> um, I don't know if there is just one answer. The first thing that comes to my mind is being comfortable with yourself, with who you truly are, because that gives a sort of poise and ease and authenticity. So really being able to accept yourself for who you are and stand in that authenticity and in that sovereign space. I like that term, sovereignty or sovereign space. This again is like your aura um, and and just being you. Um, I think that's that's super powerful and it's also irresistible because um, it implies also vulnerability. And to me, vulnerability is not the opposite of being powerful. It actually goes hand in hand. Mm. Um, and if we are able to be vulnerable, particularly if, if we're leaders and you know we impact the lives of others, we need to be able to be comfortable with our own shortcomings and, and be open about them and be human. That's so true, because I think sometimes you feel like, oh, if I'm a leader, I can't show any of those I can't show that maybe I didn't get it right. You know, for my team to be able to respect me and look up to me, they have to see me as this infallible person. 
and but the the irony is it's difficult to connect with somebody who's completely infallible like there's there's no connection point there's, there's nothing there where you can go oh they're like us we've got some similarities because it, exactly. it's it, it, it's like oh there's this golden there's this aura that just says they're not of us and so it's harder to kind of connect so sometimes I love that just being able to to show some of that vulnerability because that that is that is a powerful stance that allows you to connect with people but now I've got to get to the mean mean questions mm-hmm. you know the ones I was really looking forward to asking um and I'm really excited because um I love this idea of the work that you do is really getting to the core of what it is that people do and you're doing the work you're doing your heart's work and so to me to ask this question of somebody who's like truly living in this is what I love doing it's it's my work it's my heart and I wouldn't do anything different and and who's been able to do that and gifts that to other people I want to know what the secret your secret source is so basically I want to know if I was to take everything you've done in your life and business and boil it down to only three yep one two three core power tools what would they be (laughs) okay great um one thing that definitely um stands for me is that I persevere okay I don't give up I really truly don't give up I may retreat regroup and go again that's how how I am when it comes to business and winning business as well as in the past in my career that you know and I've, I've been through things like everyone else I've had the boss from hell or maybe two uh, I've been made redundant a couple of times probably I also left in unhappy circumstances you know all of these things happen to all of us so um, I've been through all of that but it's about you know get up, dust yourself off and, and go again. So it's about perseverance. I um, love that bit where you just said, sometimes I'll retreat, regroup and come again. Because, mm-hmm. because often sometimes it's just a retreat. But, uh, but I love this notion of perseverance isn't that I'm constantly on the go pushing. Sometimes what I do is I, re- I had to say it again because I was like, she just dropped us a little bomb and people <laughs> will skim over that. Sometimes... It's all right to retreat, regroup, and then come back. And that's still being perseverant. You just don't drop the ball totally. You don't leave the dream. Exactly. But but sometimes continuing to push right now might not be the right thing to do. And it's better to just take a a beat, just take a little pause. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And I love that distinction because it it hadn't necessarily occurred to me. So I just want to... I wanted to just highlight, put a spotlight on that little distinction. So the first, your first power tool is perseverance, which can have a retreat in it, by the way. And I do like a good Uh retreat. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Let's go soon. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay, what's next? Um, One thing that comes naturally to me, for which I'm so grateful, um, and I don't know how, how or why I got it, is faith. By this, I mean belief that things will work out. And that is the link to my spiritual practice and spiritual endeavor over years and working with spiritual teachers and gurus and reading books and doing meditation, going on retreats. And um, it is just cultivating that attitude. Um, And I call it faith. Um, it's not specifically religious, but mm-hmm. it's, it's just believing that 
um, that there is a higher power which is benevolent, I imagine, and that it's not all up to me. Having said that, I will do my best. So it's me and the universe working together, that sort of thing. It takes the pressure off, though, doesn't it, when you kind of go, ah, oh, I've got somebody... I've got a super team that's also doing some work for me. That stuff I can't figure out yet. I'm just going to hand it over to them. Um, I've also heard it described as like a healthy dose of, dis not disillusion, of, of delusion. Yeah. <laughs> a healthy dose of delusion. You know, the unhealthy dose is when you, when you actually believe how crazy it is. A healthy dose of delusion to me is when you can't see it right now and maybe to everybody else everything around you is saying the complete opposite of what you just somehow know to be true yeah regardless of whether the evidence exists today or not that you just naturally know to be true so i kind of refer to it as a healthy dose of delusion and i i, I, I kind of feel like if you're going to be an entrepreneur you, you're going to have to figure out how to get a bit delusional because in order to kind of have that level of perseverance sometimes you've got to believe in something you can't yet see exactly and precisely that bit is going to make it happen i believe <laughs> the faith third, strong deep faith yes. and then the third thing is the third thing is um it's the word that i adopted in the last couple of years because it just sounds so wonderful which is equanimity which is inner peace well, you went in, you went and got posh words uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's call it inner peace now, this is aspirational. I don't know if it is my uh, power, power tool um, or superpower. I do have the tendency, natural tendency to be level-headed uh, in crisis situations. I can calm down and diffuse mm -hmm. and so forth. And I think it's linked with this faith and belief that things will work out and that I can kind of catch whatever life throws at me. Uh, even though sometimes it's retreating, you know, because it's a really big thing that someone or something chats at me. Um, but yeah, so it's it's about being able to come back to the place of, of inner peace. And, and I pondered um, on this for, for a while thinking, is health most important? Is this most important? Love, relationships, you know, abundance, all of that is wonderful. But essentially, if you're okay with whatever is, then that's it. Oh. So that's, that's what it is for That's me. one of those chill moments. Like sometimes people say things, it just gives me like total back chills. It's gone a lot my arms <laughs> as well. Like just that ability to be with whatever is. Yeah. And I just feel like it's inner peace, right? But there's like a lightness to it. You don't have to be stressed if you're okay with whatever is you don't have to be angry you don't have to be upset you don't have to be sad you're just neutral about what is and sometimes yeah. that means a retreat and yeah. I know Yelena was talking about one sort of retreat ladies but I'm thinking about a different type of retreat <laughs> <laughs> just so we're clear girl we got power tools we got tips for you finding a new job I think we flipped the script on people who may have been considering shifting roles but not quite sure exactly what to do or how to do it there is so much in here i seriously suggest that if you're in that position right now that perhaps you've been hit quite quite badly this year your plans are not 
your plans and the universe's plans seem to be two different things this year and you're just having to go along the universal path but you kind of want to get back to doing something that you love listen go back and listen to it from the top end of this show because there's lots of really awesome tools in here but I don't want to leave you hanging like that because some of y'all need to collect connect with Yelena so how do they do that <laughs> where do we go there'll be people like oh my gosh this woman has just opened my eyes and they're gonna want to know more so where do we find you right well I'm super active on LinkedIn so um, people can find me easily if they just type in my name. Um, and also my website is whatwork.co.uk. There's a contact form there or the ability to book a free discovery call with me. I'd be very happy to, to chat with those who want to explore, who are brave enough to just start exploring. Dun, 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 all in the show notes. And you brought presents. What'd you bring us? Would you bring us? I like <laughs> gifts. <laughs> there is one thing that I'd like to share, which is my career fitness quiz. I, I came up with this idea, uh, sorry, a term, career fitness, because we talk a lot about health and well-being and mental health and all of that. And actually, you need fitness in your career, which is precisely about being open-minded, persevere, being resilient. So Anyhow, do take the quiz. I hope those who, who see the show will take the quiz. They'll get personalized feedback. It only takes two or three minutes. And then you'll at least know what is kind of working for you right now and what bits are missing. So you get the initial point of clarity and then you can work whatever you want to work out from there. In the show notes. <laughs> I've got an in the show notes like dance going on here. All of that is in the notes. So go do go and take your career fitness quiz because you know what? You get your pulse taken on everything else, you know, your blood pressure, you know, your health status. So why should you not know where you are right now career-wise and whether or not there's something that you can do that will enhance your ability to be even more of an asset to anybody who's employing you? Oh, we're at that part of the show, but there's so much. There's so much. My head is full. My head is so full that um, I'm going to need you to help me summarize this. If okay. you were to just, if we could take this show today and if, if you could just leave people who, who perhaps are, are feeling a bit fuzzy about what to do next and where to go, if there was just some words of wisdom you could leave them with right now, what, what would that be? Sure. Well, the, the first thing would be um, whatever you believe about yourself, that's what you project and that's what you're going to get back from the outer world so be very careful about your thought patterns and, and your beliefs um, secondly I'd say work on your clarity um, find out more about yourself expand that awareness get input from friends family business associates coach do some personality tests become familiar with yourself and who you really are and then take those gifts, the strengths, skills, competencies, expertise, whatever you have, and then with that beautiful gift, go towards the, the, the person, the organization, the environment that is ready to receive that gift. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you heard it here first. Know yourself. I mean, there's so much in there. And thank you, Yelena, thank you. Girl, thank you. Thank, thank you so much. You. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. 
thanks for injecting hope because um I know, I mean, I know I'm not in the job market anymore, but I have, I've been watching the news and seeing all of the stuff that's going on at the moment. And my heart breaks for people who are finding themselves in those really challenging scenarios. And so it's beautiful to be able to talk to somebody who can give people hope and tangible things that you can start to do immediately that can hopefully shift that for you. But it starts with your own belief, okay? Because if you don't believe it, people are going to feel otherwise. Yelena, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, that brings us to the end of the show. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Lavelda Show Women of Power podcast. Remember that you've got like a couple of days left to book yourself on the three-day pay to speak um, series. The link of that is in the show notes. Also check out all of the links that Yelena's shared as well. Do go and take the quiz. And remember, we've got to start with believing within ourselves. Until next time, my gorgeouses, I love you. Ciao.